Hello, everyone, and welcome. We are Irenicast. I'm Jeff. My name is Alan. I'm Bonnie. I'm Casey. This is Raj. On the first and third Tuesday of every month, we bring to you our perspectives on theology and culture from a post-evangelical lens. Thank you for joining us for another conversation to provoke your progressive Christian imagination. This week, we're starting the journey down whatever this is going to become. And this is a special episode, not because of the day in which it's posting, not because we're celebrating any anniversary, but because for the second time in the history of this team, we are in the same room together, having fun, hanging out. And we thought because we would do that, we would celebrate the round table format. Because when we first all met, myself, Alan, Bonnie, Raj, and Casey. It was for an Intersections Roundtable that we did for episode 133. And we just heard everyone's story about what Intersections was going on and stuff like that. So since this is a, uh, I don't know, an evolving of Intersections that brought this team together and stuff like that, we figured we'd revisit the Roundtable format. So we do not have a a segment. This isn't the usual format for our show, but this week we are going to be asking each other some questions that we don't know what those questions are. And it's going to start fun and it's going to get real vulnerable. And just for the record, I did not vote for this. And <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. And I don't know how excited or unexcited I am about this, but we're just going to go with it and let you all enjoy everything that's going to happen. So Casey came up with this idea and I love him and hate him for it. Casey explained to us exactly. Actually, I'm pretty sure I was the one who came up with the idea. Yes. Casey explained to us exactly. <laughs> what no, I'm serious. I, I don't, I don't I so. was like, we should all ask each other yeah. questions for this episode. I was right. Stoked. Right. And, but then Casey <laughs> no, I, I, championed know, the not, format. I'm not saying that, you know, it's important that my name gets put on it, but I think it's pretty I, I, important. I think we're past that. <laughs> Casey, explain to us anyway. how the flow of the rest of this episode is going to go. Yeah, so uh, basically what we're going to do is we're going to go around and each person is going to be sort of in the hot seat. This is like Youth Group 101, right? And so uh, one person will be in the hot seat and we're going to start with asking uh, really lighthearted, fun questions of each other. Um, and then the next round will be a more serious heart-to-heart uh, -heart sort of vulnerable question. And so, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. That sounds fun. So who wants to start this? Uh, who wants to be in the hot seat first? I'm electing to go last. Uh, <laughs> Can we nominate somebody? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's, On the island. Uh, yeah, I say we nominate Alan. Alan. <laughs> there we go. I'm yeah, I second. <laughs> it was your I'm idea third. after right. all. Yeah, it was your right. idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So model <laughs> towards right. good leadership. Yes. Yeah, I think questions are great. <laughs> all right. So then I'll go first. Alan. Cool. And just to clarify, this is going to be a lighthearted, fun, That's right. surface level, what you would That's ask right. someone you just met at a dinner party kind of Name your favorite worship song. Did, did we say that we're all in the same room? We did say that, right? Yeah. So I'm looking in all of your eyes when I'm answering That's these right. questions. Kind of so look intimate. me in the eye. and Just okay. to verbalize that I'm gonna makes look it you, really weird. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it makes it weird. This is important for me. Alan, I'll what is your, your favorite you can break worship song? <laughs> what is my favorite worship song? Yeah. My favorite worship song is Be Thou My Vision. And it's not only I discovered after the fact that it was Irish, it was an Irish song. So uh -huh. it was kind of crazy that it connected to my roots. But I would say out of all the songs I've ever sung for worship, that would be my favorite. Right. And how does that go? There you go. <laughs> yeah, can you sing that for us? It's really beautiful. Oh, you should God. hear it sometime. <laughs> so why don't we just go this way? We'll put a link in the show notes. I, I, I will say I did sing it while kayaking on the Sacramento River. So <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I, I'm not afraid to sing it, but I'm not going to grace your ears with that right now so who goes next jeff oh we're going clockwise yeah okay 
<laughs> What's your question? Is it the same question? You, no, no, no. no you, you asked Alan a question. That's right. I'm already confused. Oh, you got that. It's because it wasn't my idea, so I didn't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I get it. All right, so triggered. this is hard. We talked about this before we recorded. Alan and I have known each other. 12 or 13 years. Something like Let's that. Let's just say forever. And I... So I'm trying to come up with things. And so if these questions come off weird, then you know, <laughs> deal with it. But I'm curious. This so this is, this is a surface level question. Is Alan, before a big event where you are visible to the world, whether that's a Sunday morning, although it, it, now it doesn't really do anything because you'll find out when I ask a question, but how many times do you change your clothes before stepping outside Ooh, the door? That's a good question. And the only reason I say it didn't matter now because you wear a robe. So well, sometimes I don't. Oh, so wait. it does matter because I'm kind of <laughs> okay, like okay. trying to figure that stuff out. Wow, that's a that's a vulnerable question. I, I yeah, I, I would say probably at least two or three times. Okay, yeah, yeah. off the top of my head, that's probably it. And then I go back to what I was going to wear originally anyway. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah. Wow. wow thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Um, I feel like I know a lot about you, Alan, but one very important thing I don't know about you, and I should, and that is, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh my gosh, that's, I, that's a good question. I don't really like dessert that much, to be honest. There's no ice cream that you like. But there too. is one ice cream flavor, I guess I would say, above the rest when I was a kid. I like Rite Aids and stuff, and that would be chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay. Would be my favorite. All right, thank you. I like eating raw cookie dough. It's I'm good. Just, Thank you. I'm just a little stunned with that. I right. don't like dessert. Yeah, I don't really like dessert. Way. I would have more of whatever. He's a savory gentleman. <laughs> I have to it. <laughs> savory gentleman. Savory I'd have more of whatever the main dish is rather than having like dessert or whatever. All right. So this is pretty easy. Uh, what's your current gym goal? My current gym goal? Uh, to lose weight. <laughs> no, my current gym goal is to actually just show up every day. Ooh, I think I spent almost a year lifting every single day. And uh, maybe more than a year, I was lifting like five times a week. And then lately in my CPE working at the hospital, I haven't had time to go. And I've gotten sick every time I've gone. So it's been about three months. And I went back and lifted. And I hurt my sciatica. You know, like <laughs> the that like nerve that you're goes over down 30. from your lower it's i know worst. right I was, I'm, it's like i turned 31 yeah. and it's like yes, congratulations, i hear you Alan. brother man yeah here is here's what it means to be a human and i felt it every single day for like two months now and it has been killing me so i think that's a combination Stretching. of non-use yoga non-use mm -hmm. and then jumping back into it kind of ruined it so my goal is to just show up every single day that i can right on for a long time all right wow who's next Okay. Casey. Here we go. Now this, well, now this round. Questions, though. Oh, okay. We, yeah. this, this is round yeah. one still. So this oh, is round one. This, this is round one for Casey. Yeah. Okay, you here we so go. So I guess Casey didn't come up with this idea. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. anyways. And Je Jeff, you, you can ask him first and then we'll yeah. go. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll keep, yeah, the, we'll yeah. keep yeah. the... So this is a simple question. Casey, what's your jam? My jam? The song that you uh, always yes. go back to. Yes. Uh, Nobody by Keith Sweat. What? <laughs> sweat? I haven't heard that in yeah, years. So That's 90s amazing. slow jams oh, yeah. are like my thing. Oh, um, yeah. A lot of people don't know that about me. Um, I love 90s slow jams. So Keith Sweat's Nobody is like my song. I love it. It's so inappropriate. And I think that's why I love it so much. I love much. Keith Sweat. Yeah, I love Let me it. look at his name. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. 
Cool. I'm going to get you a Boys to Men CD. <laughs> I, I probably have it. <laughs> okay, Casey. Um, my question is, if you could get lost anywhere in the world, where would it be? So uh, you all know that I lived in India. And one of my favorite things to do would be um, to take a rickshaw into Bangalore, which is where I lived, and just basically get lost there. And then, because I knew the rickshaw drivers are everywhere, so I could always find my way back, you know, home. Um, and so that was always one of my favorite things, is just walking through markets and just the smell of the incense, the call from the mosque. Um, those are really sacred times for me. And so I would do that over and over and over again if I could. Yeah. It's a great place to get lost. Yeah. And easy to get lost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah thank you. Nice. Uh, Casey, when you were a teenager, who was your top celebrity crush? Oh, my God. Ooh. Heath Ledger. Hey, yeah. that's a good one. I, I, Ten Things I Hate About You or Joker? Uh, or, or, <laughs> or Night's Tale, because that was yeah. a good yeah. Night's Tale. Okay. I just, Heath Ledger was so yeah. hot. And he was also Australian, right? So he had mm. that accent. And it was, yeah, he is gorgeous. I was cheating, but who's your current celebrity cut crush? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, um. It's getting more salacious by the minute. Right. Uh, Channing Tatum is oh, one wow. of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Mine's The Rock. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Rock guy. That's a good one. That's a, a good Cristiano Ronaldo also. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So next is, G- oh, wait, I'm asking you, you a question. Ask, you got one. Uh, Casey, what is your next tattoo? My next tattoo is the uh, a silhouette of Peter Pan and um, Wendy and all the kids flying. And then it's going to say, um, always searching for the number four, Neverland. Uh, because that connects to the Enneagram. Peter Pan is like my favorite Disney um, character. And um, I feel like fours are always lost in that place of looking for Neverland. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. What's your current tattoo? I know. Yes, I see the one on your arm. So I, didn't I, have, I didn't know he was going to get a new one. I just figured you would. I think this yeah. is just. Know now I'm getting. I'm just going to ask a bunch of questions. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> fine. This is Screw the format. I want to know. So this one says "repent, resist, receive, repeat," and that comes from um, the radical orthodox John Milbank. Um, repent from sin, resist capitalism and the devil, receive God's grace, and repeat love in the world. And this is on his inner th- forearm, forearm for those yeah. of you that are. And then um, on my left uh, calf, I have a cross with a peace sign that says new creation. And I got that when I came out. Um, And I got that because I spent so much time in coffee shops with evangelicals who are asking me to quote scripture to prove that I could be gay and Uh still loved. And so I always started with, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Basically, mind your own damn business. That's a good one. I like it. Yep. It's good, good, good. So Jeff's turn to be on the hot seat. In the hot seat is the worst. All right, Bonnie, here we go. All right. So question, um, where is the first place you go at the fair? Food. Really? (laughs) And what what do you like to eat there? Funnel cake Mm. with custard on top. Mm. Yeah, it's so good. Food, for sure. Is there anywhere at the fair but food? That's the only reason (laughs) I go to the fair. (laughs) (laughs) Is because I really don't like anything else about it. But the food, I I want something deep fried and sweet. And that's where I'm the opposite with Alan. My meal is the dessert, and then maybe I'll have a corn dog. Right. So, what's your favorite <laughs> ice cream flavor? Then I should have asked you. Salted caramel. Ooh, Ooh. good one. Well, uh, I feel betrayed. Sorry, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I picked the wrong question. Spoiler: that's Man. the that's the question I picked for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. Uh, 
Why have you not watched Road to Edmund? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Raj, you've been trying to sneak that in, dude. It's wonderful. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> he pleads well, the, there's this he pleads the fifth. He pleads the fifth. That was wow. pretty clunky. <laughs> the look, the look you're giving me right <laughs> now is so, He's so great. uncomfortable. I feel like we need to <laughs> invite people in if we're going to throw that out there. Right? <laughs> and then I wonder if we should. <laughs> maybe maybe that because. awkward silence is, is answer enough. Yeah, some things are problematic, and that's okay, right? <laughs> and some right. things are just crap. Let's just say that the, the reason I don't watch any film is because... I have incredibly high and low standards. So when I engage film, I'm I I I I've lost the ability to engage most film from just like just sitting and enjoying it. Unless it's like unless I'm going with that purpose. So like a popcorn movie, like Skyscraper with the Rock. Like I I I'm going in knowing whatever. But if I go expecting to like have an engagement to the thing, like I look at every single layer of it and I actually have a hard time with documentary style things paying attention unless the 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 thing is really compelling although that's getting better so uh that's the most diplomatic answer i've that, ever heard that's right. such a good answer so <laughs> to me if it's it. just coming from uh you know a site whose primary talent is not filmmaking it's hard for me to bring myself to to watch something like that unless i know the people involved directly well, well put. Wow. Politician. Dip- so good. Diplomas. Yeah. So good. <laughs> cool. So your next question. I'm still getting dirty looks. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Your next question. Um, I know you. It is really weird asking you questions like this. Um, having done the podcast for, what, like three or four years now with you and knew, your, knew you my whole adult life. What is the weirdest pronunciation of your last name you've ever heard? That's a good question. That's funny. That's a really good question, actually, because my name is constantly butchered. Right. And Even I though it's very phonetic, the, if you look at it. It's super easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Manildi. Like, right. it's super phonetic. Manildi. But I've heard kind of some weird stuff out there, and I'm wondering what's the weirdest one you've heard that you uh, can remember. <laughs> it's hard to, to nail down the weirdest, but I've had Manfili. I don't even wow. know where the F came wow. from. Like... Like, what the F? Like, <laughs> uh, it was, I don't even remember how it was pronounced. It was pronounced so bad at my high school graduation that I was still standing there for like 30 seconds after they called oh, my no. name because I didn't know they called my name. And oh, someone was like, no. that's you. Just like it's Trump like, when he was called out to the stage and he was kind of wandering around. Well, I was just <laughs> standing go. there and it was like everything went to halt because they totally mispronounced my name. And it was, and they're like, that's you. I was like, what? It is? And then I just walked up and, you know, grab the diploma. So my name is butchered all the time, all the time. Okay. So hmm. man, man, Philly but adding extra good. letters. Man to well, there, there's extra. Right. Le- that, that happens all the time. Like I hear Minaldi a lot. Minaldi's the most Min- common. Minaldi. In fact, I've never worked for a pastor that has not pronounced my name Minaldi. Every single one. <laughs> oh, Every wow. single wow. boss that I've ever had has yep. mispronounced my last name. It huh. is, yeah. It's just fascinating. And cool. Do you correct people? Not anymore. It's just, I'm done. He's above it. <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> He's like, it's actually Man Philly. <laughs> it's Man Philly. All right, Bonnie. It's your turn. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So, because it's even harder for Raj have, to have. Yeah, so. this, this is a bit of a challenge. So, one of the things about you is it, it, early on in our relationship, I would try to figure out stuff that you liked and I would show up and make a suggestion. And you're like, oh, I don't like that today. I was like, yesterday was your favorite thing. <laughs> like, yeah. 
And then your phrase is, I like what I like when I like it. So it makes things complicated. I like that. Wow. That's um, good stuff. That was so, when I was 18. So my question is, well, something's but, changed, yeah. something's done. <laughs> so my question is, what's your longest running favorite food? Uh, I love that qualification. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which thing has had the, the most weeks in the top spot? <laughs> the, the question would make no sense if it wasn't for the explanation, right? My longest favorite food, my longest running favorite food. And it is, it's interesting that this is such a hard question to answer because I don't know really. It depends on what the day is. Chick fry. No. Fried chick. Fried chick. Fry chick. No. Not that. No. Um, probably macaroni and cheese because there's so many variations of macaroni oh, and geez. cheese. All right. Good so, choice. Yeah. Uh oh. Solid. <laughs> don't disrupt the purist over here. <laughs> <laughs> she threw out the word variation. Yeah, I know. Totally dodged the question. Yeah. No. Okay, uh, Bonnie, this is the weirdest question. I had a really hard. I have an easy. I had an easy time asking a deep question of you, but a hard time asking like a. Me too. That's question. what I was talking about earlier. So weird. Like, <laughs> so my my question for you is totally random. Uh, what is your favorite insect? My favorite insect. Oh, yeah. praying mantis. I think you were like, what so. kind of question is that? Hey, she knew right away. <laughs> I Look know. at her face. It's like, how do you know that and not your longest running favorite food? <laughs> uh, I don't Pray know. Mantises are awesome. They're Manti? super awesome. Is it manti or mantises? Mantises. I think. I'm not sure. We should look that up. It's gross. But <laughs> bugs. Man, who cares? <laughs> they're super cool. Like watching them yeah, is they like are super cool. watching God. Yeah. Really. They're so. Anyway. Last summer, we I had love some insects. In our yard. I, I love that. insects. You really do. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I knew that about you. There are a lot of things that, that we before. say on the podcast that, or that, that quote from everyone, like one of our episodes where, where Casey said race is experiential and I just connect with it. And then there are things that I am so disconnected from that they almost seem like a different language. And to say watching insects is like watching God <laughs> is at the top of that. List. <laughs> that that's not your theology <laughs> at all. I, I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. And, heart and plus stomp on God. Bees. Yeah, plus butterflies are insects. Mm. And that, you know, my spiritual journey is so connected to that metamorphosis experience. Yeah. So yeah. yeah I feel bad. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. If you maybe you'll develop an appreciation was, for insects someday. It's okay. <laughs> Mine was like a praying mantis. I had to bite the head off of the old the old order of my religious world. Mm, right. To survive. So, Bonnie, um, <laughs> anyway, if you were a food, what kind of food would you be? Wow. If I was a food, I would probably be. And you're not macaroni and cheese. No, salted caramel. Okay. I think yeah. I, I think I live. I think I often like occupy spaces where there's multiple yeah. things going on. So salty and sweet. Yeah. Aww. Salty and sweet is the mm. best. <laughs> uh all right bonnie what is your favorite type of media to consume music film book 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 yeah i love novels i could get lost in a corner with a novel and be like happy for days i almost asked you what your favorite so, novel was recently i was this close my have favorite you, have you read a, have you read a book recently where you're like wow that was just really good uh yeah um all the light we cannot see. <gasps> I think that's, that's on my the name list of, of stuff it. to read. Oh my god, yes, it's so I heard it was good. Oh my so goodness. good. It's been on my list forever. Yeah, I recommend that to everybody. I can't remember the author's name, but 
really good book. Sweet. I'm excited. We talked about books and insects in the span of like a minute. So I'm, I'm high on life right now. Yeah. All right, Raj. Let's, let's okay. It's Raj. Right. Sure. I'm nervous. All right, Raj. Uh, it's all fun and games. So it's your so time. It's, that's right. What, what was your favorite age? Oh man. That's a good one. That's a great question. I mean, I'm tempted to say now, but that's always a good answer. I don't know. Um, but barring now and like yesterday, (laughs) 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 um, I, I kind of, I, I think I I would have to say 16 and it's because there was, I, I struggled with, with pretty significant depression and a sense of isolation in middle school. And then something around that 16-year-old mark, I was just like, screw this. I am so sick and tired of worrying about what everybody thinks and, like, I'm just going to enjoy life. I just kind of – I don't know what it was. I just made a decision to show up and have a great time. And it really helped. It really – it helped shape the the next few years of my life uh, and kind of saw me through high school. And in reflection, it wasn't – the most mature approach <laughs> to life but uh, yeah it was it was kind of a, it was a marked change from childhood into adolescence raj how are you more I like see. the ocean or the desert ooh i love the desert i love the desert and um how i'm more like it i don't know i mean the ocean's kind of easy i think everyone loves the ocean but the desert I think there's a lot of natural beauty in the desert. Um, it might take a little more stillness to observe. Um, and it's resilient. The natural beauty in the desert is resilient. Uh, and probably my favorite part about the desert is the light. The light does things in that space that it doesn't do anywhere else in the world. So, Thank you. Oh, just like going to get me back. No, no. I'm... <laughs> I'm going to be nice and ask a fun question and not get all contemplative about nature. Um, <laughs> uh, what is your favorite thing to cook? Ooh. Um, bacon. Oh. I love frying bacon. You do. You have that uh, Instagram picture for our previous episode. Where- yeah. Where yeah. you had some pretty big, gnarly cuts of bacon on yep. your avocado toast. If anyone's like, yeah, what what should we add to this dish? I know. Bacon. <laughs> and I'll fry it up for you. Very nice. Crispy, or do you like it a little bit? You know, I like the edges crispy, but I like a little chewy. He's a complicated man, just like the yeah, desert. It's true. <laughs> right. I've grown accustomed to baking my bacon. Because you can get more of it done at the same time, and yeah. it gets done to perfection. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Or you sous vide it the night before, sure. let it sit all overnight, sure. and then just get a crust. But it doesn't yeah, but the smell sizzle, as good. You know, you miss the sizzle. The other thing that I love doing with bacon grease is grilled cheese in the bacon grease. Oh, yeah. You got to use that That's bacon grease for what? everything. I've yeah. never experienced this. Throw the grilled cheese, oh throw God. the bacon in the grilled cheese sandwich, use the bacon wow. grease to fry up your there you sandwich. Go. It's good. Mm. It's I can't good. hear you. All the blood to my ears stopped because of all the so cholesterol. Good. So good. Yeah, you don't eat it every day. 
You've you offended don't. the occasional vegan. That should be my That's your tagline. <laughs> the occasional vegan. I am totally. Yeah, an wasn't that going to be last People, year? Like, I have to, <laughs> no, when, I when I'm this planning years, lunch man. for Alan, I'm always like, I have to ask because you I know, don't. My, know. What is it this my month? Family, <laughs> that's right. My family and my church hate me for that reason. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, and you know what? I tell them I have the right to stick whatever in my mouth I want to. Right? Right. Why do you want to see that? Because he's the one angry at me. Everybody was looking at me. Everybody was looking at me. Because you're the one that says you have to always check. You were the one upset at me. Oh, God. It has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. So who's on the hot seat again? I think I still am, right? Yes. Yeah. Because Casey. Yep. Did you just ask the question of his? You asked, and then. And then now it's Bonnie's. Bonnie's oh, yeah. asking a question of Raj. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, so, yeah I totally lost track. Oh, right. Yeah. What do you like to cook? Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's so interesting that uh, we thought of a similar type question because I experience you also has having evolving, you know, um, mm. things that you like. Mm-hmm. So, what he likes, when he likes it. When, what he likes, when he likes it, and it changes. Yeah. So what is your favorite song as of today? Ooh. Oh, man. That's the one thing there's a lot of gray in. There's a lot of fluidity in his music today. What else crispy Um, edges in that soft interior? um, I've been listening to a lot of the Isley Brothers lately, so It's Your Thing. Today is, today, It's Your Thing is my favorite song. It's your thing. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you want to do. I love that. I can't tell you. Who to sock it to? Yes. I'm going to listen to that because that sounds good. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard that song? No. Um, I might have. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. We're not going to stop and play it right now. Okay. All right. But right <laughs> after the show, we're jamming to that song. <laughs> All right. So, so is that, that now that, Alan's in complete, seat, right? No. Yeah, now we yeah. go to the deep no. questions. Now we go to the deep questions. We've full circle. Alan, huh? Alan's on, on the seat for deep questions. All right. I'll try to answer them Should we? In do you want to go this way now? Yeah. Let's let's go counter. It's a good idea. Okay. We'll go counter. Yeah. Counterintuitive. All right, Alan. We've had lots of great conversations. Sure. Um, so this one. All right. Well, we're going deep. Had. <laughs> <laughs> right. Depending. What upon. kind of trouble arises for you as a result of being an external processor? That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, I've been sharing some stuff I've been dealing with recently, but. Uh, I've had the the luck, like the the honor of being able to be in a CPE group with people mm. who have shared things with me, and some uh, some other friends who are really close who have shared things with me. And I think I get into trouble when I describe my thought process, and it takes kind of a while to get to the end of where I'm at now and how I'm feeling. And I'll begin to describe where my thought process was, and I lose people all along the way. Mm. So all they hear is that, like. I don't know. Um, they hear things that I'm not saying because right. I had just something I had processed through something that I felt inside of myself that I felt negatively about, like when I've judged someone else or something like that. And then I've come through that mm. and undone it. And really, I realized it was something about myself, my own upbringing, but mm. nobody gets there. They just kind of stick. Not just that we we have the running joke that, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of the Tobias Funke of the group, <laughs> and I'm realizing more often now that like I'll start a, a, a thought and then stop at the most inappropriate times. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would definitely say 
You said, what are the challenges? Is that yeah. your question? Yeah, was? challenges that have arisen. One would be being misunderstood. Mm. Definitely. Um, I think I'm a, lot, I'm a lot more sensitive than people realize mm-hmm. at first. And secondly, one of the challenges has been to allow negative space for people to fill up themselves, um, allowing other people's space, not taking on the responsibility for filling in silences, not taking on the responsibility for doing the thing that needs to be done, but just allowing, allowing people to speak and be themselves and step into that role. That's the biggest challenge is that, yeah, I've, uh, I haven't always allowed other people to be who they are with me. And that's, that's really sad for me. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a good for sharing that. Yep. Um, so my question is, um, what is your biggest learning so far in your life? It's like the same question I have for you. Is it? <laughs> Different good. context, but yes. Yeah. That's really funny because I think we both care about learning a yeah. lot. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing we share in common. What's my biggest learning in life? Yeah. Um, up to this point. Up to this point. Honestly, that everything changes. Mm, it's, it's, it's something that's old, an old learning for me. I would say when, when things changed in my life and um, I was going through a divorce and stuff, I realized that like, it's actually, this is kind of funny even saying this with, with Jeff here. There was a period of time where we didn't talk on Skype. We would just talk where we didn't talk with video cameras or webcams. We would just talk on Skype. And I was going through all these upheavals in my life. And then we finally are going to use webcam for episode 100 or something like that. And I look at Jeff and I look at my cousin, Melody, and they both look a little older in some ways. And then like suddenly I had this existential crisis. And I was like, everything changes. My family changes. Like my, my setting changes. The world changes. I mm-hmm. change. And, uh, I think that um, I had so so such solid relationships my whole life. My family was very solid. Uh, my faith, even though it's changed a lot, there's been a solid aspect to that. And uh, discovering that like change is one of the most constant things has been something hard to embrace, but a really good learning for me. So I'm saying it's old because it's several years old now, but I'm still coming to grips with all of that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And to go about it with a sense of adventure rather than anxiety. Yeah, that's good. To go about the change with a sense of adventure. You can look at uncertainty and be like, wow, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Or you can be like, wow, what am I going to learn from this? What am I going to discover? So that was learning that you added on to your learning. Yeah. Yeah, is is the sense of adventure in that uncertainty. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. This was really hard to come up with to figure out because, I mean, essentially we've dumped all of our deep thoughts and yearning on this podcast for the past. (laughs) And for every hour that we've recorded, there's several hours of us just like processing things together and talking deeply and sharing. So, yeah, it's tough. So, so I guess this is just more of like an internal thing. Like I know we've talked about the ideas and everything and it doesn't even necessarily have to be connected to this theme that we've created of deconstruction and spiritual whatever but over the years what has been the hardest thing to let go of from the time when i was a kid i would say all the way i remember thinking writing this in my journal in um sophomore year of high school i honestly felt 
if I could be perfect, my relationships would be good. I like, I even articulated that it was a part of my understanding of the world. And I still have a hard time letting go of the fact that even when I, when I interact out of love, even if I was perfect, things in my relationships wouldn't be perfect. And, uh, that's been the hardest to let go. Cause I, cause I was taught that, right. I was taught like by my church, by everything. If you just, if you know, you, you do enough and you do it well enough, um, then things will be good. So I really took to heart the whole, like putting other, other people's needs before your own, considering them as higher than yourself. And, um, and really what the, this is funny because it's an anagram, right? Casey, my desire is to be loved. Yep. I think if I could just do it all just right, then my relationships and that love would, would come. Right. Yeah. That's, that's been hard to let go of, but here I'm letting go. Goodbye. So this is kind of connected to what Jeff asked. I feel like all of my answers are the same. Is that kind of weird? How have you grown um, <laughs> since starting this podcast? Since starting the podcast? Yeah, like what Like what has been your biggest growth, you feel? I don't know. What would you say, Jeff? <laughs> I can't, like, have you seen any differences in me since we started four years ago? Um, I think this podcast corresponds with the most significant transition in your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. not just like ideas and thoughts, but your whole life is different from day one of this podcast to this day of your podcast. So have I grown in that? Like yeah, I don't even grown? like directly. I, I don't know. There's it's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint, but I feel older. I feel like life's a lot more messier for me now and a lot less clear and a lot less like, uh, it's a lot more complex, and there's a beauty in that for me. Uh, God is more complex. My faith is. And I thought it was back then, but it's much more so now. So you're learning more and more how to hold on to paradox? Yeah, actually, yeah. Something that, that exactly you rebelled against for so long. Yes, yeah. I've always wanted an ism. <laughs> that's I've been one of our, our back and forth. Like <laughs> I needed an ism for everything. Yeah. I needed I needed you to show your homework. You know what I mean? Like right. I've, always, I've always wanted to know, show me your logical homework to where you got to where you're at. Like show me that there's no inconsistencies in your thought. And where I'm at now, definitely in a place to hold paradox a little better and uh, intentions and things like that. Cause, cause life is a lot like that. You're a vintage blend. That's so different than how I was before. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wow. That's good. good. That's a good question. Good wow. Thank you, everybody. I feel so loved and understood. Isn't that great? I was like, again, again. You can see my face. Round two. Round two. <laughs> Yay. Secretly, that's the only reason I wanted to do this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Casey's up. We're we're doing it. We're, 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 we're counting so, uh, Yeah. Crap. So Raj I is up. I go questions. first. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So I've known Raj a really long time too. Mm-hmm. Um. So you'll you'll recognize a thread in this question based on previous conversations, but I don't know the answer today. So um, what I'd like to know is, what do you hope people will say about you at your funeral? Yeah. Yeah, it's an exercise that I go through at at crossroads in life, which is to visualize my funeral. I'm in the box in the hole, people standing around the hole. Who do you want there and what do you want them saying about you? And then live your life accordingly. You know, make the decision according to that vision. I love you. And so 
right now, I think um, w- what I'm hoping I'm living is that people will say he showed up, listened, and loved loved me unconditionally. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for loving me unconditionally. Sure thing. So my next question, I haven't had this conversation with you. I figured what better place than a podcast that's going to be heard by, <laughs> you know, hundreds of people. Um, thousands. If not. Yeah. Thousands. And it's going to be kind of a spoiler. <laughs> so, because I just like to hear people's stories. So why Bonnie? Ooh. Oh, shit. Why not Bonnie? Oh, Let's go. <laughs> why not Bonnie? Oh, man. Like, I want to take my head off right now. <laughs> no. And you know, I love Who's telling this story. Seat? I love telling this story. <laughs> This is great. Thanks, okay. Jeff. So <laughs> in high school, I dated quite a bit. And so it was my senior year of high school. I'm in church dating somebody, and we're in a room, and the room has a glass door towards one of the entrances to the church. And so I'm my current girlfriend's back is facing that glass door at the entrance. So this new girl, this new woman walks up, and I just stop cold. Like, who is that in my head? And my girlfriend at the time is like, you know, notices that I'm noticing something and stops and turns around. And she's like, do you know her? Do you know? I was like, no, I maybe I do. I think maybe. I don't know. And so, you know, try to regain my focus. And so after church is over, I try to find this mystery woman and she's gone. I was like, oh, man, she must. I, I was but only her church. shoe was left. Only her shoe was left. And so I'm, you know, it's a big church in the Washington D.C. area. I'm thinking she's just visiting, right? Lots of lots of visitors every week, and then graduation comes. I'm dating somebody else. Summer comes and start college, and one of my friends from high school, who's at the same college I'm at, she's like, "Hey, you got to meet these people. You got to meet Julie and Bonnie. They're so great. They're really fun, and um, you have a car, and we all want to go to the zoo." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, so we meet up after church and we, and it's her. Immediately, I'm like, oh shit, that's the girl that I saw like five months ago or six months ago or whatever it was. Totally trying to play it cool underneath, you know? Um, and then we struck up a friendship. Uh, but I think, Jeff, the, to the point of your question, I mean, there's the attraction piece, which, you know, that, that comes and goes. But I, but but I, not, Bonnie's laughing not, with, with different individuals, right? But it, it has stayed with Bonnie. I am floored. I am The attraction has stayed. It has yeah, remained okay. and intensified over time. Um, you okay, might be Rush. But, somewhere else. But the thing was, um, and in that conservative Christian world. You know, the men are conditioned to relate to women in a particular way, and and women are conditioned to relate to men in a particular way, and Bonnie didn't fit that mold. There was an intelligence, an intense curiosity, an unwillingness to bend to sort of the male will, not only mine, but those around us. And I was just like, that is so attractive. That is some that is someone I want to be close to and get to know, and it just was something that – um the the attraction it's it's like that's a big part of why I fell in love with Bonnie was here was somebody who had a sense of purpose and identity that was different and independent of all this other stuff and I really wanted to be linked to that and um so I I would say that was the the initial kernel and it's just 
I don't know, it's grown immensely and exponentially over time and the attraction is still there. Oh my God, I can't believe I put it that way. That's so weird. <laughs> the things you never but, knew you'd be saying yeah, on Ironic yeah. Health. But that, that's why. Raj, how has being a dad changed you? Yeah, it was everything. I mean, at kind of in the same magnitude as when I met Bonnie and how that um, altered the trajectory of my life. Um, being a dad was huge. I had always known I wanted to be a dad, um, have a great relationship with my dad, very affectionate, nurturing um, person and a lot of fun. So that was something. Um, so, you know, when Julian was born that first night, I remember distinctly, actually with both boys, the first nights they were home, um, held both of them all night long and just watch them, you know, kind of like in awe and amazement of life and, you know, kind of the wonderings of like, what are they going to be like? Um, are we going to play sports together? Which that didn't happen. <laughs> um, you know, you know, are they going to, uh, are they going to love to watch sports at least? You know, it's so, but then um, fatherhood, what, what it's allowed me is a front row seat into the unfolding of two of the most amazing human beings ever. Um, and it also is a front row, row seat to witnessing how powerless you actually are to the power of, to, to, to human development and process. And you can't control any of that in another person. Right. And neither should you try to control that in another person. But you hope to contribute positively to their becoming. Um, so fatherhood's been, and it's humbling because I can do a lot of cool things in a lot of places in the world. And the kids are like, well, dad, you're really not that smart. <laughs> you know, you're kind of a jackass. Like, uh. So having kids is, is grounding, especially the kids I have, because they're brilliant. They're funny and they're, they're really good about holding me accountable to, to being a higher self. So fatherhood and being a spouse has just been monumental. Thank you. All right, my turn. Raj, what would being a good friend to you look like? Oof. If someone wanted to be a good friend to you, what would that look like? One of my biggest challenges is letting people be a good friend to me. Um, I crave it. I long it. But um, true friendship is reciprocal. You know, you give and you receive. And it's just hard for me to be on the receiving end. You know, I love being on the giving end, right? Um, so part of what a good friend is to me is somebody who's willing to offer the push that eights sometimes need to go, dude, you need to chill and let me help. You know, I can see it as plain as day. Um, and then, you know, I think everything else, all the other ingredients of elements of, of what I think is a good friend is pretty universal. Um, you know, trustworthiness, loyalty, fun, um, genuine interest and some mutuality. You know, they're like, I'm not always dysfunctional. They're not always lifting me up. They're not always dysfunctional. I'm not always lifting them up. There's there's give and take there. But that one piece where somebody that's willing to um, do the uncomfortable task of going Dude, you know, snap out of it. Um, I'm here. You know, I got you on this one. 
Um, so that that's that's probably the one piece that that I need. Right on. Liking this so far, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is like the best episode ever for me. It's yeah, Bonnie's it's turn. Bonnie's turn. So for deep questions. Have we, how are we so different, Alan, and have gone so long with this show? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. That's yeah, I think why. the difference is probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's probably. Yeah. It. Yeah. All right, Jeff. What is it? You ask Bonnie. Oh, okay. A deep <laughs> you had a mortified look in your eye. By <laughs> You're like, is it me? <laughs> is it time? You're it's next. Like, no, it's after the me. reckoning. So, same question. Why Raj? I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, wow. You know, when the experience that Raj recalled of when we first met, and I was 17 and he was 18 there at the church, um, when we finally met, I didn't know about that other experience where he saw me in the background somewhere. Um, it was 1986 when I first met Raj, and we met on the church steps because my friend Julie was friends with somebody else, and then, you know, we introduced us, and he was wearing a skinny piano tie because he was known at his high school as the piano man wow he wrote songs and um was is actually super talented musically but hardly like shows that anymore that's the wrong question i want to know more about that and (laughs) and um and then he, he was wearing like white and black wingtip shoes so he was like so you were killing it he was killing it sounds like everyone i ever saw at a scott concert yeah (laughs) Yeah, totally and uh and so the attraction was immediate um (laughs) you guys yeah but of course i wasn't gonna let that show for a long time and then i remember we went to burger king i think and um so I look back on it now and I'm like, oh, it's such a corny experience. But um, and then that's where he told me that I was special. And I got this like really fluttery feeling in my heart. And and um, I still didn't I still played it really cool. Like I didn't like him and this, you know, I didn't want to really hang out or whatever. But um, I was definitely internally very stirred up. I'll put it that way. And then it was, it. I I didn't have the same vision really of being a wife and a mother that Raj had of being a dad and a, I mean a, a dad and a husband, because the world that I grew up in was so like so narrow. I felt like I would have had to give up so much of myself to be a wife, somebody's wife, and and mother, and so my vision was like I want to go out and see the world. And, you know, if I meet somebody and that works out, so be it. But I'm so not aiming for that. Um, And then Raj just like crossed my life. And I felt like, wow, I could still be who I meant to be and have this best friend with me all the way through. So I think that's, that's why. And uh, yeah, if, if I hadn't have met Raj, I would probably be single. Wow. Yeah. Well, Irenicast thanks you, Raj. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm, yeah. And I'm a mom and I love that too. So, but I like being a mom with Raj's my co parenting partner. Does he still have the tie? 
Or the oh, wingtip no. shoes. <laughs> oh, but he does have the shirt that he wore when he held both of our boys. Yeah. Oh. And when they were born. It's yeah. a U2 shirt. The U2 Aww. one with the flower. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when, when it was time for Nick to be born, he was like, where's my shirt? Where's my shirt? And yeah, yeah. found it and wore it again. Nice. Bonnie, what is the good news? <laughs> the good news. Uh, the good news is, and I'm, I'm going to kind of borrow from Brené Brown. The good news is that, yes, we are wired for survival, which makes each of us sometimes act out of a base self. But we are also worthy and deserving of love. Amen. Yeah, I love that. That's really good. And I think that Jesus, you know, Jesus is my guy, my guru. And I think that Jesus's life exemplified that good news. Wired for survival, worthy of love. I like, I like that. I do too. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Uh, like I said, I have the same question for you that you have for me, which is funny, but a little more. What's the thing you learned in your time in CPE? Oh, and CPE, CPE, for those of you who don't know, is clinical pastoral education. You may be listening to this and being like, what is that? So when you work in a hospital, you go through classes, and they make you be sit with suffering people and all kinds of stuff. And I'm just wondering, because Bonnie spent a whole year doing it. Mm-hmm. What's the thing you learned? If there's one thing. Oh, man, there's so many things that I learned. I learned something about the role of being a pastor um, and... I learned a lot about what it means to be spiritual, I think, and that every human being is spiritual. Um, But I think the most challenging learning for me was uh, for a period of time during CPE, I took on the role of like a priest listening to confessions, deathbed confessions. And um, I did not ask for that. And some of them came from um, men who had harmed women. And I was sitting in this, you know, next to this person's bed and they, and this person just needed to get it off his chest, what had happened. And, um, and I wanted to run out of the door, um, but I learned that I could stay. And I could, um, I could hold space for the whole person, the really awful parts and also the beautiful parts. Um, so that's what I learned about me. And I also learned that people, I, I used to th- think I could see goodness in people and just goodness. And some people, I couldn't. But yeah, I could stay there. So I don't know what to do with that learning sometimes, but I learned that. That's so good. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It's not how I would I describe that. so good, but I mean, no, that's intense. That's no, like being, having done, right, having no, no, done no, some sure. of that for the last like three months. I've, I feel. Yeah. That. It's just hearing about that scenario. Mm-hmm. Right. Makes me like, no, I, I wow. totally experienced the same thing about encountering the really difficult parts of humanity. And, and bad stuff. It's just like an everyday thing. 
which I think goes back to what I said before. The good That's news right. is we're wired for we're survival. We're wired for survival. You will see that every time you step in the we're, room. We're wired for survival. Yeah. And yet worthy of of love. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. All right. My question. What do you, this may be an easy one. <laughs> good. Thank you. What do you love most and what do you love least about leadership? Oh, <laughs> I thought he was so going to say about me. challenging right now. <laughs> oh, I was like, man. It's so challenging to answer that question right now. Um, but I appreciate the question. What do I love most about leadership? Um, I love the ways in which leadership is creative. I love the ways in which uh, it, there's opportunities to sort of throw things out into the mix and team members can, you know, take whatever's thrown out and shape it and throw something else back. And so the collaborative creative process of leadership, I love that. I find that to be invigorating. But, you know, this is my maybe my own confession, um, having been married to Raj, who's been a community leader, and I have been his, quote, helpmate for half of our married lives up until the point where I went back to seminary and um, became a, a minister um, myself, and we transitioned out of the Seventh-day Adventist world, I could like be a leader behind the scenes a little bit and not take when the leader, when darts are thrown at the leader, I could like dodge them. And, uh, and even though there's so much resentment on so many levels because of the, the role models that I had to, or the uh, gender roles that I had, had to uh, fit into or felt like I had to fit into. Now it's like I'm out there and when the darts are thrown, I'm the actual target and I have to face that and I have to, you know, be comfortable with confrontation and, and comfortable with this is what I said and I'm standing by it, even though it may not be popular. Um, I don't know if I hate that least, but I'm least comfortable with that, though I, I own it as part of leadership. And I'd like to get more comfortable with that. The moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> it's your turn, Jeff. <laughs> you Yay, your body language. Jeff. You're like farther Jeff away. Is like, <laughs> you start, you've back. been pulling back physically this whole time. He's, he's as breaking it's gotten a sweat. closer. You can, you can do this. All right. Have at it. We're all still Okay. Away. This is, Weird. I don't oh, think this wait, will be hard. It, it's, I think way. it's Casey. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, then you'll, you'll like my question at the end, Jeff. Jeff. There you go. Yay. What has been your greatest joy as a pastor? Ooh. As a pastor. Yeah. I mean, I see you as a pastor, period. So on your journey, what has been your greatest joy? That's hard. That's a little like asking me which one of my daughters is my favorite. Like Sophie's choice. Um, I, w I would say s simply the, uh, just the simple opportunity, whatever that ended up looking like, whether it was being in community or being able to teach someone or being able to be taught by someone or just whatever, but just the privilege of being invited in to someone's story in a significant way as, as someone who, who plays a role in major plot twist in their lives. Right? Like I feel like, when, when we are in a place of, of leadership in someone's life, 
they're, they're giving us a lot of themselves. Um, and the influence that we have there is powerful and, and can, and often does change their story or become a significant plot point or driving force in their story. And, uh, that's a heavy weight to hold, but it's such, I don't know. It's, it's an honor just to know that that's, that's the role you get to play sometimes. And, uh, I think that's pretty, that's pretty great, especially for someone who spent a lot of his life avoiding his own story. Hmm. Thank you. When we agree, do we snap? Is that what we do? Yeah, snap. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, I would like to know, cause I see, never mind. I've known you for a long time. And again, it's, yeah, I'm tapping my pen cause I'm nervous. Um, uh, I've, I've known you for a long time. I would like to know just what is one, one thing. It doesn't have to be the most or the least or anything. What's one thing you are afraid of and one thing you are not afraid of. And I know we played this before with like the childhood fear stuff, but I'm talking like present. What's one random thing that you are afraid of and one thing you're, you're not afraid of just to make it easy. That was a joke. That's not an easy question. No, it's not very nice. <laughs> Um, I'm your little brother. I get to do stuff. Like <laughs> uh, the reason I ask is I know that fear doesn't come necessarily easy or it's not like a general emotion that you move in all the time. So I was just curious. Actually, if fear is what drives me, I am afraid to fail. I am afraid to not do what I do well whatever that is. And then what doesn't fear, what I don't fear is I'm not afraid to say what needs to be said, especially if it means someone else will be hurt. If no one says something, I feel like my entire ministry career was driven by telling people in authority, you can't say that to them. Like you can't like that's, they can't defend themselves and you're hiding behind your, structure your authority your position and and I'm gonna snap for that <laughs> a lot of that man and that i feel like in fact that's what that's what threw me into ministry was because um because of someone speaking into the life of someone that didn't feel they mattered and doing that for someone else is more than just providing a fun group for them or anything but providing them a voice when they need it amen mm-hmm Nice. All right, Jeff. What bring I'm gonna ask you to, to go to two steps on this one. Okay. All right. Oh no. Um so give give me a second to, to get the whole thing out. What brings you deep joy? And I'm asking for two steps because I'm I'm making a leap that your family is gonna be one of those things, you know, various elements. Uh, and and that's fine. I, I talk about that. And then go to something outside your family that brings you deep joy. So I guess what brings me deep joy is outside of my family is, um, but I guess this includes my family is because I'm driven by the fear of failure. Success brings me joy. Like, like when I was a kid, the movie moments for me were, you know, where the hero finished their journey and they were successful. 
right? Like the, the completion of that, the, the moment, regardless of the context of what happening, like a building up to something that yes, things can change. Things can get better. Things can move in this direction. So, um, just that story dynamic of success, however that looks triumph. So, yeah. So just like, just moments of, of accomplishment moments of like moments of confidence moments that take you out of the norm of who you are uh, or, or better than that moments that drag you into the things that make you feel the most free. Mm, yes. Yeah. And I don't think that that can be done. Well, I can, but for me, it's not done because I read a good idea. It's because I've, somehow engaged a story, whether that's someone else's story or a book or a movie or whatever, but where you just like, you hear something that has this cathartic moment. And uh, I would say that that directly translates to my family because my family represents that moment. I won't tell the whole story, but the day they were born, I almost lost all three of them. It was the, like, literally, not, not like hyperbole, it was the best and worst night of my life. Every moment that I see them together, they represent that moment of triumph, that moment of, in this, like, this is, like, outside of everything. And, uh... I'm gonna start crying. It, it, <laughs> I was there, and, uh, triumph is a great word for it. Right. That's really cool. And I think that that's why I've had such a problem growing up in a Pentecostal church because it tries to put words to that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, shut your damn mouth. Like, look, enjoy, like this is where we are and just be in it. Um, because most moments in life are not like this. Mm. And if we try to chase these moments, they don't happen or they're less or they're a generic version of it. They just happen. Yeah. And, uh, those are the moments that bring me joy because it's my whole life is structured around control. And if those moments have like reason and purpose and explanation, then there's a way to control it. And then it just takes, it doesn't drag me into something outside of myself. It just basically perpetuates the things that, so that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, You're here. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thanks. Yeah. So my question, it's interesting how our questions have a similar theme, sort of, some of them about joy. My question is about um, when life becomes too much, how do you recharge? Well, there's a, there's a theme in my answers. Um, well, first I eat. Uh, <laughs> At the fair. <laughs> At the fair. Uh, story. It, it like that's how I recharge. Like I, I, I go watch a movie. I read a comic book. I don't don't read a novel because to me it's like it's only engaging one part of me. Uh, I like to hear, see. So yeah, like those are recharging moments for me. And then not just not just to engage the story, but then to, to talk about the story. Like to just like look at it for what it is. And look at the many layers of it. So, I mean, it's just, it's great. 
And then not only that, but then, then the, the, what I love about film, especially, so I guess movies, I'll just say that like movies, mm-hmm. but what I love about film, especially is that I can ever, the more and more I learn about the medium and all that kind of stuff is that now, like, it's not just the story on the screen. Like for me, it's the story that the director's telling. It's the story that the actor's telling. It's the story that the cinematographer's telling, like how all of those are coming together to tell this one story and if it's done well it's done really well and i just think that there's something or something in that medium that no other medium in my opinion can touch like because it's it's so there's so many dimensions to it that uh i've never been the type of person that can enjoy if i enjoy something it has many layers to it i can't just enjoy one aspect of it like i can't just enjoy food like i want to cook i can't just enjoy like talking about like what we're doing here i can't just enjoy the fact that i have all this i want to learn how to do it i want to get involved in the process i want i want to know the art of every layer not just the art of what i see and to me film exemplifies that layered approach to storytelling more than any other medium and i love it so it recharges me because clearly through these answers that i'm giving like story drives me story narrative because it's like a I think about binds, you know, I, I've, I've, I think we've talked about this before in the podcast or before, like when I think of God, especially I think of, I, I, I think less and less. In fact, at this point, I don't even think of God as a person, but God is like some force. And if I was had to nail that force, I would say it's story. It's mm-hmm. narrative. It's, it's the binding thing that can be pliable enough to, to incorporate all. So, yeah. So engaging in story, particularly film, I'd say. It's just... Thank you. Wow. This has been great. It's not over yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You're so ready for this. You know you are. All right. Let's see here. Who was it that asked uh, Raj what people would think about him when he died? I did. Bonnie did. I did. I have the same exact question for you, Casey. I wrote it. I wrote it down this way. What's one thing you want people to remember about you? Maybe not even when you die. Just like. Maybe you have friends who've been in your life for a while and you kind of go different ways and, and they think about you. What's one thing you would want them to remember about you? I would want them to know that they were seen and loved. Um, and that that be the thing, right? At the end of the day, um, that I show up for the people in my life and that I love them unconditionally. And that's something that... Um, I would say sums up my life and my ministry. I was seen and known and loved. And so that's what I would, I would say. I think you make people feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that that comes from having people do that for me. Right. Um, and those are the people I seek out in my life. All of, you know, I'm a pretty intense person. Like not much is, is, uh, left unknown. And it's because I believe in vulnerability. I believe that the only true way to know someone is to be real with them. Um, Because all the rest, I mean, we live in a world full of casual things. Um, But to show up and to offer yourself, your whole heart, um, invite someone else to do the same. And then that is, that's what truth is to me. God, that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. We live in a world full of casual things. Yeah. God, I love that. All right, Casey, you often introduce yourself as Pastor Casey. Yeah. Say more about why that is. 
So, um, Jeff, you talked about um, being one who wanted to offer love and to stand up for people. Like, that was a part of your desire to do ministry. Um, and I remember there being a time when I was talking to my dad about ministry. You know, I was like 16 or something, and and I was debating whether I would go the non-denom route. I hadn't even come out yet, right? And my dad's saying, like, you have to go to college. You have to get a graduate degree because there's power in that collar. And so when I say Pastor Casey, um, it's meant to be um, I'm a pastor that you will, that it will say fuck, right? That will, like, I say it in one way so that people are like, holy cow, who is this person that, that is so vulnerable that can, that has a really bad potty mouth? but also sees me, knows me, and loves me, right? But I also use that same I'm Pastor Casey when I'm dealing with city councilmen and, um, you know, county supervisors as a way to say, I am here to hold you accountable and to and to ask you hard questions. And so for me, there's a sense of like, I use that that title, Pastor, as a way to welcome those who may have a different perception of what Pastor means, um, and also as a way to challenge those who have a perception of what mm. that pastor means. Nice. Nice. Casey, mm. yeah. what I want to know from you is um, what what has to be true about love in order for it to be love? <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you two were not kind to each other. <laughs> I meant that kindly. I know. I love it. Because I really want to hear it. Can you just say it again? Yeah. What what has or what quality does love have to have in order for it to be love? Vulnerability and mutuality, I think, are the two qualities that um, allow for love to be true. Because if it's not mutual, if it's not consensual, um, and there's any sort of weird power, then it's not real, right? Um, and it also love has to be willing to to bear all and to be vulnerable and broken. There was so in gay world, there's a joke, right? That like uh, if you've dated for one year, it's really like you've dated for two. You just you it's like kind of like dog years. And um, there's a couple in one of my previous congregations who he and his partner have been together in literally forty eight years, mm-hmm. which is like. 80-something years, right? 90-something years together in gay world. And I said, you know, hey, what is the secret? And he said, the secret is that sometimes I'm going to have to carry my partner when he's not feeling like he can carry himself. And I trust and know that he'll do the same for me. I don't think that you're ever going to bring your 100, right? I mean, on your best days, we each can barely bring whatever 60% of who we are but it's trusting that we're that we're in that process together that i see you and that you see me um and that and that we are on this journey together i mean that's one of the things that i love best about you and raj that there's a sense of respect that you have for one another and the way in which you hold each other at high regard that i just deeply value and so i think mutuality and vulnerability are the two things that make love true. Thank you. Casey, what are you doing when you feel the most free and untethered from the needs of others? Dancing. 
Oh. <laughs> I am dancing. Wow. I um I you know, I came out in Seattle, right? And I went to a very conservative Christian school. And so I often say that gay bars raised me because that's the place that I could be my most free self. And so um only up until recently I couldn't I couldn't get out and dance, you know, I I weighed 424 pounds. And recently I was able to dance for like three hours and, um, I felt free. I felt grounded in myself and connected to the people around me. Gay bars have always been church to me. Um, but more than ever being able to be my 32 year old self, um, not afraid of my gray hairs, you know, and my, my weight anymore, you know, and to just be in that space and to dance. I'm dancing. My untethered self is dancing to Beyonce. I like it. What's your favorite Beyonce song to dance to? Probably um, all my single ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be, uh, that's like, what I was thinking. Yeah. Do you do the hand Can't dance? Uh, of course I do. <laughs> I do it, but not well. That's right. Me neither. But it, but it feels And closer. how does that go? <laughs> <laughs> I was there for the last time you danced at, at that bar yeah. we went to together. And yeah. You definitely cut a cut a rug, as they say. Yeah, that's <laughs> <As> they say. <laughs> so, what about some of these questions we had written Jeez, down but we dude. didn't ask? That are man, kind of well, like that's second tier, right. second tier questions. Second so we're tier already questions. like, we're yeah, I, think we're, we're, I know yeah. we're this, way is, way a, this, this is, is a long episode. This is the longest marathon. episode there's ever been. Mar- oh. Marathon for charity. Yeah. We shall eight see. Hours. Well, thank you, Irencast listeners, for sitting through, not through, but thank you for just sitting with us. Like, we genuinely feel as we sit around this table, mm. like we have uh, an affinity, obviously, for one another and for the work that we're doing here on the show. And we feel the same about every single one of you that writes in to our Facebook page or our Twitter page or emails us or whatever. Like, we, uh, you know, like I talked about before, like, it's story. We're all, we're all trying to, we're hopefully creating a, you know, the man like i'm all flustered but the the intersections logo that started this whole thing is a venn diagram right that's essentially what it is it's the people's stories coming together and finding that place of connection and uh you've seen through these conversations and through how this has developed to where we are now that this is our story and we are creating this space for others stories to interconnect and and we hope that that is that is what we're accomplishing, and that is that is our goal as we move forward is to create a place where people's stories matter, regardless of what anyone ever told you about your story and how insignificant or wrong or whatever it, it, they think it was or is. It's not, and this is what we do. So, thank you for joining us. And I know this is a little different of an episode, but if anything we mentioned here, we'll put in the show notes. So, if there's a song we mentioned or a book we mentioned or whatever, it'll be in the show notes at irenicast.com slash 135. Check out there. Have all the other information to connect with us. And um, yeah, that's that's our show for this week. Uh, next week is going to be super special, but stay tuned for what we're going to be doing next week. Uh, as for now... Alan, how can everyone find what you have going on on the interwebs? Always and forever, it would be Facebook. That's where I post all my thoughts and interact with my people. I, I do want to give a shout out to someone who tweeted and said that they felt really reconnected to their tribe from uh, interacting with Irenacast, and that is Miss Andrew Mermaid. It's a pretty cool, cool tag on Twitter. But um, I always appreciate when people interact with our Facebook page. I do a lot of the curating behind that. So if you're feeling like you want to say something, hop on there and, and post and I'll be 
I'll be swiftly. He's our Facebook wizard. Swiftly to respond. And Bonnie, how about you? Um, I'm on um, Facebook as Bonnie Langram Bob and also at Parkside Community Church in Sacramento. Casey? Um, you can find me at Rev Casey Tenen on Twitter, Casey Tenen on Facebook. And um, the queerly faithful pastor.com is my blog that I need to get going on. Uh, and then um, loomisucc.org. And this is Raj. <laughs> you can find me at uh, facebook.com backslash Rev Raj Rambob. Something to keep an eye out. I'm going to be co facilitating a conversation Biblical Sex and Marriage, a Horror Story at Sacramento's. Parkside Community Church next month. So stay tuned. It'll be open to um, all genders because it's typically a masculinity group, but we're opening up this conversation to anyone interested. And you would be welcome if you're in the area. So keep your eyes open. Follow Raj for all the details on when that's coming out. And uh, as for me, you can follow me on all the socials at Jeff Manildi. And on the second and fourth Thursday of every month, my uh, other podcast, Divine Cinema. We're coming back here in February. So on the 2nd February of uh, this month, we'll be doing God's Not Dead 3, uh, which ended up being a very interesting episode um, <laughs> and uh, a little bit more divided than you would expect as we get into that. So if you're interested in good and bad films surrounded around faith, check us out there. And God's uh, back for the third time and really pissed off. That's right. <laughs> and uh, as for next week, Alan and I are taking the week off. We're going on assignment. Wow. Oh, yeah. And it'll be the 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 first episode uh, sans Jeff and Alan. And just one. We're not leaving the show or anything. But since we have these wonderful new co-hosts in uh, Bonnie, Raj, and Casey, they are going to They've got a topic picked out. They're ready to go. So next week they're gonna they're gonna take over. Uh, My assignment is sleeping on the couch and listening to their episode. Just so you know, I'm going to be resting up. My assignment is the same, just to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> so be kind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so lo I'm looking forward to that. And yes. then we're, uh, we, we've decided, I know that we talked when we got together uh, in December and we had our episode where we announced everyone going forward and how we were going to work that and whether we were going to rotate and all this kind of stuff. Uh, we're not going to. We, we feel so far that having the five person booth is the best way to move forward. So, there's just five voices, you know, every now and then schedules permit, you know, one of us might not be there and whatever, but, uh, we are Irenicast, like we say in the beginning, and, uh, we want to continue to be in every way, shape or form, but we also want you to give ample opportunity because Alan and I have had a hundred episodes to <laughs> be on our own yeah. and do our own thing. And we want to make sure that we, um, create a space that is ours, not anything else so yeah, all five of us we really appreciate all the ways that you all have kind of become the life of this podcast and all of the work that we do together it's it's incredible it's definitely doesn't feel separate and uh, i think we're going to do bonus episodes too where we break off and some of us have smaller conversations throughout right bonus episodes are coming show. we want you to get to know our new co-hosts as much as possible so i'll be conducting separate interviews for each of our new co-hosts that'll be more just centered around them and then alan and i are going to uh, do a, a retrospective bonus episode, I guess we're going to, we're going to kind of get together. We're going to go old school. Who knows? Maybe we can invite a third guest. 
Oh, where that in the world? Uh, make a little appearance. <laughs> we don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, so we got some bonus episodes, and then going forward, we may have some bonus episodes. We're really trying to play with the format of the show, so we're open to all of your suggestions and stories and everything that you want to. So contact the show in any way that you're most comfortable with, and we can't wait to hear from you. So for this week, I'm Jeff. My name is Alan. I'm Bonnie. Casey. This is Raj. Thanks for joining the conversation. 